going on, guys? Welcome back to Full Square Presents After Hours. This is your boy, Jeff. This is Jay. So if you listen to the last episode that we had, Jay's a special guest that we have for this week's topic, anime. And this time around, we're going to talk about anime's influence in the black community. So first off, Jay, how did you specifically get into anime? So my first anime of all time was Inuyasha, and I watched it on Toonami. You know, those late nights where after a certain time, you have the show, you have um, all the anime shows coming mixed in with like adult comedies. And so Inuyasha was that first show that came on while I was up, while I was up one night. And so I just started watching it and surprisingly enough, it was the first episode of the show. So to actually like watch an anime, you know, as soon as you turn to like Toonami and like watch the first episode and actually get invested, that was a big thing for me. So you watched it from the beginning, beginning. Yeah. Like it was one night where I actually like turned, turned my TV to Toonami because I used to always like, um, I know back in my hometown, like the TV channel, how the TV channels were set up. You had Nickelodeon, Disney, then Cartoon Network. Yep. I, uh, I was on Nickelodeon and I was like, okay, I know, you know, it's getting kind of late. Let me see what's on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Just so happened the first episode of Yasha was on Cartoon Network. So I just so happened to look at it. And I was like, I'm actually liking this. I want to see. You know, is there going to be another episode coming on? You know, they don't like to have like mm-hmm. the second episode unless it's like that next day. Like they only give certain um, shows that special treatment. I want to say like Naruto or so. Yeah. They'll probably give them that, that special treatment, but not every other um, anime. But yeah, like that was my first anime growing up and I've loved it ever since. What about you? So... I personally got more into the American inspired shows like Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, that's my favorite anime of all time. I mean, well, my favorite show of all time. But the first time I actually watched an anime all the way through was Samurai Shampoo in 2014. And that's actually like a good anime to start up with because um, I know there are some people in this anime group that I'm... Um, that I'm in at North Carolina A&T. Um, their favorite animes are like that, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, there's this girl I know. She's a big Cowboy Bebop fan. Like, she actually painted uh, the main character from Cowboy Bebop. Wow. Um, you have some people that like One Piece, some people that don't like One Piece. Um, you know, those fair share of people. Then there's this uh, there's another girl that I know. Her favorite character is Black Butler, and I'm actually making a um. I just finished making a custom like dress shirt for her because she graduated, okay. and it has Sebastian from uh Black Black Butler since that's her favorite anime. Okay. Okay. So I think it's interesting too when it comes to like a Samurai Shampoo or a Cowboy Bebop. To where I personally think they're in a league of their own that's not even 
with the big three. I think it's like on the same level as the big three as far as like fan appreciation, but it's not necessarily in dope conversations, but I guess it's because it's framed in a way that it's not typical shonen. Like with uh, Bleach and One Piece and Naruto, it's uh, the, the main character having, you know, that supporting cast and getting into new adventures and fighting and power scaling, whereas with a Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Shampoo, it's really just a short story. I feel as though, like, some animes, like you said, they're in a lane of their own, so they're not going to be associated with the big three. They're in, like, their own little, like, sub, um, sub-level. So it's like they'll get talked about and maybe not as much as, like, Naruto, Bleach, and um, One Piece. But they'll get talked about to a significant amount because you'll still have viewers that like that. Um, like me as a car guy, I did not know about Initial D up until college. And that is a old anime. Really? Yes. And oh, so wow. I want to say this was like back in the 80s or 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like when finding out about that anime, I was like, oh, shit, I need to watch this. Okay. And I'm and I'm coming to like it. Like, you know, the plot is kind of like I ain't gonna say there is no plot. There is, but for people that doesn't understand cars, they won't get it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're trying to understand cars, you're gonna get it a little bit. Um there was that. What's another one that took me a long time to get into? Um, it was a racing. It it's not Speed it's racing. A, no, um, Akira. Akira. Yeah, I didn't. Was that a show or a movie? I think it's a movie. Okay. But yeah, like Akira, like I did not know about Akira up until like I just decided to look at old anime, mm-hmm. and I think that what led me into liking Studio. I know I always butcher it. Studio Ghibli. Yes, because yeah. I always say Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, Studio Ghibli. That what led me into liking Studio Ghibli more because, like, I love the animation style. They're it looks beautiful. old, but it can be a movie that came out this year. Yeah. But it looks like it was made in the 90s. They have a... I think their aesthetic isn't necessarily, like, how you put it, the Sephora prettiness of Demon Slayer, but how crisp one scene is to the next. It's so fluid. It is almost alive for Studio Ghibli films. And I think a lot of people sleep on Studio Ghibli because, like, these stories and the impact that those animes will have, they're in their own lane. They're not, you don't have, like, no big three that probably has a Studio Ghibli movie, but you do have a top ten, and nine times out of ten, some Studio Ghibli movie will be in, will be in your top ten. Like, I know for me... Mine is My Neighbor Totoro. Okay. Like, I love the overall story and comedy of it. The only thing I just didn't like was that cat bus because that <laughs> shit creeped me out nah, as a kid. Dude. Oh, and Spirited Away. Spirited yeah. Away is everybody's favorite anime movie. I do not care who you are. You have For you to actually get into anime, you have got to watch Spirited Away at least once. Spirited Away is the only Studio Ghibli film I'm aware of. I haven't personally watched a good amount of them, but I think Spirited Away is definitely the more, most famous one. It is because it's been like popularized or it's talked about a lot 
Uh, my neighbor Totoro is kind of like second place. Okay. That one at Howl's Moving Castle. Um, but yeah, they have like a good amount of movies. I want to say on HBO Max, uh, cause they literally have their own section on HBO Max. Um, hmm. there was another one. Her name is called Princess Mononoke. She's kind of like a jungle princess who wants to save the world from like people wanting to like gentrify the world. Okay. And it's funny because like you basically have a movie you basically have a movie about fighting gentrification. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was that's the funniest deep, right? shit ever. That's that's deep. Um but yeah, like I still I still keep with what I said. You for you to be an anime fan, you have got to watch a Studio Ghibli movie. It could be Spirited Away, suggested. Um, but yeah, any Studio Ghibli movie you have got to watch. Well, you heard that, folks. You know, go to HBO Max to find that Studio Ghibli film. Um, but going to the topic at hand about, you know, anime in the black community. Growing up, did you get teased for liking anime? A little bit. Like, so my hometown, I went to a predominant, a predominantly black school. So, you have the midst of kids that do like anime. They was recognized as like the weirder kids, uh, weirder, nerdy kids. Then you have, you know, the jocks and stuff like that. The jocks that secretly like anime. Then you have some of the cool kids that secretly like anime that they didn't want to tell anybody because during that time, it's like, oh, you like anime? You a nerd or something like that. Yeah. Me, I was kind of like... One of those that, like, I knew people. I ain't going to say I was the most popular because I wasn't. Yeah. I just, you know, if I if I fuck with you, fuck with me. So that's that's kind of how it was. And people knew I liked anime um, to an extent. Like, I may have not talked about the big three like that because the big three, they were good, but I guess I just never really, like, gave it too much of my attention mm -hmm. because my attention was still focused on Inuyasha at that time. That was the main show. I'm like one of those, like if I watch this show, I'm going to watch just this show. Those then I go, loyal anime thing. yeah, I'll I watch this one anime, then go to this other anime. Yeah, but that shit stopped. Now, now I got to yeah. flip flop through different animes now. In high school, that was me. College, me. No, I could watch five animes in one night. Because there's just so much to select from. Exactly. Um, I would say growing up, it was... Because I grew up in um in a city called New Windsor, which is near Newburgh, um, in upstate New York, about an hour and a half from um, New York City. And one thing I will say is animes, which some people don't consider animes, even though they are, like Pokemon... And Yu-Gi-Oh! was actually pretty accepted by the cool kids. Now, granted, we were in kindergarten, so we were very, very young. But we would, like, deadass have Yu-Gi-Oh! battles. Like, you know the, the dual deck they had in their arm? I wanted one so bad. I had one. I wanted one so Every Christmas, I asked my mom, I was like, can I get this? She was like, what is this for? So I could play Yu-Gi-Oh! She looked at one card and was like, 
Now, mind you, you grow up in like, well, my mom, she's Geechee, but if you grow up in like a Creole Caribbean household, anything could be the devil. Yeah. So she looked at the Yu-Gi-Oh card and was like, this looks like devil. <laughs> and it was a I had to play, I had to play Yu-Gi-Oh by myself. Or I, or I used to take my um, box of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, literally a box full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm-hmm. I have them separated by class. I would take them to school, and anybody that wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh, we would go. We would go ham. I would win because I had most of the good cards. <laughs> <laughs> like the only card that I wish I had, um, I had Toon Blue Eyes White Dragon, but really? I didn't have the actual Blue Eyes White Dragon. Okay. So Toon Blue Eyes White Dragon was kind of like one of my finishers because why not? Okay. Now, I ain't gonna hold you. I was like five when we were playing this. So I had no idea how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! at the time. But I did have one of those dual decks in my hand. And um, I don't know if you remember, they had like, it was made of paper, but it was basically like a mage, makeshift deck that you had, like your deck here. Mm-hmm. You put your attack cards, your defense cards, your trap cards, yep. your spell cards, or magic cards. So we played that like kindergarten. It was trading cards, and then we would bring in our Pokemon cards, too. Um just trading those around and I still have I think I still have mine and it was a um I can't I don't know which Pokemon it is because it's in Japanese but it's the only Japanese Pokemon card that I have and I think I still have it today at first I often to say you might want to check the value on that because you know some Pokemon cards are worth like tuition now word like not if only Yu-Gi-Oh cards were valued as much as that now. Yeah. I'll probably have I I know I know that tune that tune dragon is probably worth like a pretty penny. And I remember when I was going over some like this was like later on, um me and like group of guys that I know, we were going over like certain uh Yu-Gi-Oh characters and I pulled out one because I didn't really know how powerful he was. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends said, Jay, you got that card? You got two of them? And I was like, yeah, what's the significance of this uh, character? He was like, dude, this is the most OP character. If this card sells, that is money. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep it. Really? I mean, it is kind of, you got a little bit of wrinkles on it, but I'll, I'll see. I mean, some of mine um, are still in good condition. Some got wrinkles. Cause I just keep them in a box, mm-hmm. so they I at least try to like, and it's like a sealed box. This is like one of those box. It's kind of bougie because it got like, um, like suede lining. Oh, suede. Yeah, I forgot oh. what. I think it was like an old Uno box or so, but that's why I keep like all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and they have not. They don't even. They didn't even catch dust on them when I like open it up. Like they Word. still look like when I uh put it in the box that first time. Hmm. I know um my cousin Siba, he he was born nineteen ninety, so he was in that era of the Dragon Ball Z takeover. And he had a whole bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards in his desk in his old room. And I remember when I would go over there for Thanksgiving, I'd slowly start taking some out <laughs> just to like see how much they were like worth. 
I think I pretty much took his whole deck, to be honest. Dang. Like, I just, I just stole his shit. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> that just reminded me of a song. It's uh, this song by a rapper named Cuz, and he was talking about the first, I want to say the second verse, was he was talking about how his cousin, cousin, um, stole his Charizard card, and he was like, and helped them look for it. And I was like, dang, that you you said that actually reminded me of that song. <laughs> That's funny. Where's my car? I don't know, but let me help you find that shit. <laughs> I get the whole damn time. Exactly. Um, so I will say, um, my well, Siba and TJ, my my two cousins, they were pretty popular. Like they were both on the basketball team at their respective high schools back in the day. So they were pretty well known, um, but I don't think they were really open about their interest in anime like that. Like, see, he used to draw Dragon Ball Z characters. He was actually pretty good at it. So as I got older, like older elementary school, and then when I moved to Georgia middle school, that's when anime was kind of like, you. that was like taboo. Like once I moved here, it was like, you ain't supposed to talk about that. You a weirdo. You know, right. you watch that weird shit. So when did you start seeing that change of like anime was somewhat accepted to like oh nah like nigga you weird? College really, really. Like when I got to college, it seemed as though almost everybody that I hung out with liked anime in some type of way, and it was weird because in high school, you either talked about sports or some TV show on BET. Mm. But with the dudes, it was mostly sports. And me, I'm not a big sports person. Like, I have, like, a team that I like, but that's that's basically You'll catch it. the playoffs as they are, but you're not going to watch the whole season. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the whole team progress. I'll watch the Super Bowl, and that'll probably be it. Or I'll watch the, yeah, the NBA playoffs, but yeah. that'll probably be it. Like, to me, I don't try to watch, like, every single game because, to me, it, it, I guess I didn't really see that type of entertainment in um in sports like that. Yeah. yeah. To me, I mostly saw it in shit like anime, cars, stuff like that. Mu- music videos, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I saw my entertainment in that versus okay. sports. That's interesting. Um, I was at high school... I started to find a little bit more popular people and popular in the sense that like they weren't like at Marietta, there was like the mainstream people that were more like, you know, I won't say country white people, but more preppy white people. Um, But then you had a sect that were kind of really into the odd future culture of like, you know, really dope um, custom design t-shirts and Mm -hmm. skater stuff wearing supreme like that whole hype beast era yeah those people were really in the anime and that's when it was kind of like cool because you know they're emerging cool people groups so that's and you know that's around the time i really started getting into anime because i was at um, my mom's office and it was i was watching netflix and i was like what's i, I literally what i first looked up was what's anime that has hip-hop music because most of it had rock music which I mean, I grew up watching WWE, so I like rock music, but I wanted to see which anime had hip-hop music, and that's how I found about Samurai Champloo, because that's how I found Ujabe's and his music. 
which is phenomenal music, by the way. It is. As I will second that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful music. That and um, Afro Samurai. Yes. I feel as though, like, as a black, like, significantly, like, Afro Samurai, it, it influenced us. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you actually have this anime. I feel as though it may have not have been the first black anime, but it was an important one. Definitely Be- one of the pioneers, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, um, I know about the hype beast era because, mm-hmm. oh my God, you have so many people trying to get vape, trying to get Supreme. Oh my God. Bro. Then when uh, Lil Wayne had, like, all those different, like, type of shoes, like, you remember the Bear Adidas? Yep. It was a dude that went to my school, like, he had, you know, the green one with the flowers? Mm-hmm. He wore those. And so, there were some people that was like, you a weirdo wearing those shoes? And he was like, Lil Wayne one. Like, you not Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, that era, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wanted um, those type of Adidas. I wanted the gorilla ones, or like, there was a certain type of bear ones that I wanted. I'm glad I never got them now, because that would have probably been a waste of money on shoes. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. For sure. Um, and one thing I wanted to add to around the time I started watching anime is um, because I was around the time Vine was really kicking up too. Yes. You know, that 2013 to 2016 era. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about it when we get to the social media episode. But for this one, Vine had a blurred or black nerd community, especially with my favorite Viner personally, Caleb City. The mm-hmm. King Vader's, uh, Lenar Young, Kenny Knox. Uh, that's the ones I can think of right now. But then on YouTube, you have the super group now, you know, RDC World. I love RDC World. Like, I feel as though, I honestly, I hope that group never falls out because each person is so significant in their own way. I feel as though, like, the way they like bring comedy into like our world. Facts. It bring like anime. I don't know why I say comedy, but bring like anime into like our world to make it relatable. Yes. That what brings more people from the black community into anime. Yeah. Because of shit like that. Like for black people, we love laughing. We love like, you know, shit to make us feel good. We don't want to feel angry all the time. Mm-hmm. So watching like a group of black people talking about something that relates to us and they add some anime into it, yep. that's going to make somebody going to watch some fucking anime. And they really break it down too, to where you really get the essence of the story without yes. giving it away is crazy. Like the whole skit, like um, when you're the second character and everybody just treats you like shit because yeah. <laughs> you're not the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And you, and like, as an anime watcher, who's the first person that you think about? The main character. No, as a side character, who's the oh. first person that you think about? You mean side character as in, like, they're just as popular or, like, no, or, like, the creator didn't give a shit about them? Like, they can be as powerful as they want to be, but nobody will really give a shit about them. Because he's not the main character. 
Well, they do Vegeta wrong all the time. I was just about to say, I thought <laughs> you was going to say Vegeta. Yeah. They do Vegeta wrong all the time. Um, hell, Naruto, if you're not Naruto and Sasuke, they don't give, you know, Kishimoto don't give a shit about you at all. He, he did leave so wrong, dog. Exactly. So fucking wrong. But, um, yeah, definitely RDC, man. Like, I, like when did you start watching them? Oh, I started watching them. This was after the Dormtainment era. So, yeah. like, after I got finished watching Dormtainment, I saw under their suggested videos, RDC World. And I was like, okay, let me watch them. I think this is, like, early college or so because I was really big into, like, YouTube shows. You mm-hmm. know, being in the dorm room, you don't have... I mean, we had Xfinity, but it was... It was you really watch cable like that. Yeah, it was a hassle trying to even set it up anyway. So you just ended up watching YouTube videos. And so like, um, shoot, Dorntainment, RDC World, those were like my entertainment, like my Mm -hmm. freshman year of college. And so watching like Anime House um, and all the other types of skits, that's what's like drove me in more to like the anime world like i like there are some animes that after day um after like anime house there was like certain some animes that i regret not watching for the first time like um i regret not watching death note i regret Mm -hmm. not watching bleach i regret not watching um one piece honestly i just it one piece I actually have to like sit down and actually watch it. Especially if you listen to the episode before this one, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um because I was so I was so stuck into like I I'ma just watch this one anime and then watch another one. And now shit, I'm watching My Hero Academia, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, and Hunter Hunter X Hunter at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to balance all those damn shows. Exactly, because you have one that's like uh, full-on comedy, another one where you're just like, I wonder what's going to happen on this episode. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it is a lot. So, I started watching RDC like mid-2015, like right around senior year of high school when they were only like I say only like it's not a lot, but they were at like 600,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. So they had the silver plaque. And this was around the time they really started getting buzzed for their, um when you take anime too far part one. Because yeah. originally it was actually Facebook videos. So like, I didn't know that. I saw like some memes on Facebook at the time, but um they would have memes of, you know, Mark trying to, you know, reenact the Rasengan and shit like that. And then around 2015, they actually did a full-on, like, five-minute skit about that. And then they did a part two, which I think now has, like, I think it has, like, 20 million views now. Sheesh. That it definitely took the first skit of that and then just, like, ran with it with animes, like, people that people don't talk about a lot, like Soul Eater or um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood to... I mean, people know about One Punch Man, but, you know, they brought that in there, too, as well. But they really did a good job of, like, bringing 
black people to watch anime in the sense that it's still cool because they still cool people like you know they chill and you know crack jokes and shit like that but they really make it relatable their content to the point that even if you don't watch anime you can still enjoy it but if you watch anime you get it even more and it feels like more of an inside joke you know what i'm saying exactly and i think one thing that i wish that we had was i guess an anime that relates to us in more than just a sentimental way like i'm pretty sure there are you know there's black people in japan that you know that wouldn't mind creating a anime surrounding like more and more black people because growing up our closest thing was the boondocks Mm -hmm. so that was the closest thing to like black and like other than like Afro Samurai Boondocks was like the closest thing that we actually had to like a black anime. Yeah. I mean, hell, the intro was literally like stripped right from Samurai Champloo. Exactly. And like the animation style, the fighting, like everything just screened off anime. Even though it was not an anime, hell, they had some of the best fight scenes too. They did, like the um, Riley versus Huey. That still gets talked about. Shit, Huey versus um, Ruckus. Like, oh, Bushido Brown. Bushido oh my Brown. Oh my mm. god, that fight scene with him and uh, Stink Meaner's friends. Yo. Oh my god. That's, that's definitely up there. What what would you say is your favorite Boondocks fight scene if you could think about it? Favorite Boondocks fight scene. I can't just give off one. I'll probably have to say two. Okay, go ahead. Bushido Brown definitely. Mm-hmm. Um and Huey versus Riley. The one where they was left home alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I would say Huey and Riley versus Stink Meter's crew. That one was dope. Because um, Riley was getting two pieced up by that old lady. Like, she, <laughs> she gave was. him she, she gave him the 10 piece combo with three biscuits with no water. Like, While I'm talking shit about him. Like, come man. on, little nigga. Why, why you not hitting me? Why you not hitting me? <laughs> like, whooping his ass, man. And then. I wouldn't say as far it's not the prettiest in my opinion, but I think it's very because I I like two thousands anime fighting like early Naruto part one where it's it's a little choppy but there's a lot of um character behind it mm-hmm. and I really like the Huey versus Bushido Brown fight when he was trying to like get Oprah. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Like that one was cool because I like the. When they're about to punch and you see like the lines behind them like moving real fast like that was like very anime-esque for me because i started watching boondocks around the time i was watching anime mm-hmm. and that fight scene really reminded me of like a samurai shampoo fight or something along those lines and i think that's what we i guess for us sometimes i feel so that's what we have to rely on like anime inspired shows Mm -hmm. because even if we may not have something that's like very close to us like 
as a black community, we at least have like boondocks, you know, to look back on as like, this is kind of like a gateway to the anime world for some black folks. No, for sure. For sure. Or even in um other anime inspired shows like, you know, OG Teen Titans with Cyborg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, you got, you know, my favorite show, Avatar The Last Airbender. And I don't care what anyone says. The Earth Kingdom are black people. The Earth Kingdom are black. Like the boulder in uh, that um, Rumble 6 fight, his hair was literally like an afro. That's that's a whole nigga right there. I don't care what anybody says. Toph will forever be light-skinned to me. <laughs> <laughs> she Yeah, she do move light-skinned. She got that black Air Force energy for sure. I think the only thing was we was more so trying to um, claim old girl from the water track because she was more brown. Yeah. I would say she's more like that dark skinned Indian. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Cora though because Cora, she buffed up like how black girls are though. I ain't going to front. Maybe. Maybe. She just got some dumbass tendencies at times. Thanks. I think that's what made her like one of my least favorite avatars because she just has so many dumbass tendencies. I mean, I get they were trying to make her so different from Aang, but it felt like they were trying too hard to make her that different. Exactly. Like, it's okay to be a rebellious person, but why are you... It's okay to be a little rebellious, but you're making her too rebellious and too too annoying to watch. I think the best summary that, that I saw personally of like why the Legend of Horror was garbage is with the title of the video was on YouTube is uh Aang was an avatar in a world that needed one but he didn't want to be one mm-hmm. whereas Korra was an avatar in a world that she wanted to be one but nobody wanted one right and I know in the last episode you hear us talk about pain but I think one villain who Technically, isn't an anime villain, but I think he should be up there. Is it here? Hmm. I don't know if you remember him from um, Avatar or Legend of Korra. He was in season three. I think I remember him. He was the dude that ended up flying at the end. <gasps> oh yeah, the Red Lotus. Yeah. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but this dude basically was in charge of this rebel group called the Red Lotus, which their mission was basically to, like, create chaos in the world and get rid of leaders. Like, he literally murked the Earth Queen, like, ripped the air out of her lungs and choked her with it and was basically trying to kill Korra so that there was no leaders and it was just anarchy in the world. But this nigga's speech was basically, like, we are in a technological era to the point that we don't need leaders. We don't need an avatar to be our savior no more. And honestly, he kind of had a point. He did. And that's one thing about like villains. Like you don't, yes, you'll have some dumbass villains, but the great villains will be villains with a conscience. Facts. Like pain, pain was a villain with a conscience. He did not want. He did not want violence. He want peace, but he brought violence to try to control the violence. Mm-hmm. With more violence <laughs> and intense violence. Almighty push. 
Yeah, man. Um, and one thing, too, I want to bring up as far as, like, you know, the black community with things like Vine and YouTubers like RDC World One, Berlizzi as well, is once the Double XL Freshman 2016 class came out, you really saw anime being mainstream to the point that even rappers like Lil Uzi Vert was starting to talk about that. What you think about that? I was literally about to ask you about that. Like, I was going to say, I was going to ask, what do you think that uh, music more, specifically rap music, uh, engage more people in the anime? And since you asked me that, um, yeah, like, people like Uzi, people like Playboy Cardi, mm-hmm. people like Denzel Curry, especially Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, people like that, they... If you make a bar that has like anime inspired lyrics in it, that's gonna make someone want to watch that anime. Mm-hmm. Like Uzi, Uzi, he has he named songs after some uh, anime characters, and some of his cars are even like anime inspired. Really, Chris Brown. Chris Brown is another one too. Like he. I think he sung a couple of songs that maybe had like some anime uh insp- inspiration lyrics, like hmm. so yeah, like rap, pop, R and B, like more specifically rap, like yeah, they they're also a way of like driving the younger audience into anime or driving like people that didn't watch anime at first but kind of want to get into it. Mm-hmm. That that's what'll make them want to watch it. So the closeted anime fans that yeah. want to come on out because it's cool. Yeah. And one thing I'll say, which I think attributes to why it's more popular now, is that the people like Viners, you know, um, Caleb City, King Vader, especially King Vader, um, YouTubers, RC World, Real Easy, and rappers like Lil Uzi Vert. They're around our age. So they were in that generation of where it wasn't cool. And then they got to a point where they had the clout to be famous. Exactly. It was like, hey, bro, I like anime. And I was like, cool to do that. Now, right. you even got probably the most famous female rapper right now, Meg Thee Stallion, talking about that she likes my hero academia reads my she even had one of uh, her hairstyled after one of the characters from My Hero Academia. Yeah, Total Roku. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like that. It was, it was good. I ain't gonna fuck. Yeah, that was a good look. I wish you'd do it again, but you know, hey. Um, but yeah, like I feel as though as long as we have like some people that you know can, I guess, speak out and just be like, "Hey, I like anime," but you can't really do that up until like you have a little bit of clout on you. Yeah, I agree. Um. So speaking on that, do you think that people are to the point that anime is like a bandwagon to kind of jump on now in the sense that like now if you don't watch anime, now you're not cool? I want to say in a way, yes, only because once something becomes popular, you have a lot of people trying to go into that. Like, for example, 
the Naruto versus Dragon Ball Z debate. Mm-hmm. Everybody will either talk about Naruto or they'll talk about Dragon Ball Z. If you have a show like um, Blue Exorcist coming yeah. coming to the conversation, people will be like, "We're not worried about that. That's not that's not what's it right now." Mm-hmm. But let Meg or Lil Uzi talk about Blue Exorcist. And now like, everybody's on Blue Exorcist, so it's like. Yeah, you'll have those bandwagons, but you're able to like decipher the bandwagoners from the actual like fans, the actual viewers. Yeah, if you ask the right questions. Definitely. So, like, more you can tell the difference between passive watchers that only watch what's popular versus people who enjoy the art of animation. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you, you know. Especially like when it comes, you know, hood dudes, they love Dragon Ball Z. But do you feel that anime in certain animes, like shonen animes, are cool within the black community because they focus more on hands and fighting? Oh, definitely. Like hood niggas, like yeah, hood niggas gonna love Dragon Ball Z because that's all you're doing is fighting. Yeah, <laughs> literally no plot, just hands all the time. Exactly. Like some else this mean. That said, Naruto is nothing but a show about gangbanging ninjas. And it kind of is. (laughs) It is. So you have hood niggas that will love Naruto because, oh yeah, that nigga's just repping his set. League Village, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then you got Cloud Village, that's mostly niggas. Like, these niggas understand us. (laughs) Yeah. Cloud Village, niggas love smoking weed. So... What better name to give Nick? Because most of the niggas that watch anime, they smoke. So, you know, what better name to give a village full of niggas? The Cloud Village. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, I didn't even put two and two together. You got a good ass point on that. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, shit. It was another anime that I know a lot of niggas like. Um... I can't think of the name of it right now. But I know it's like... I know Naruto and Dragon Ball Z is going to be the top two. Oh, for sure. For sure. And um, I'm bringing up RDC because they probably are like definitely top three of my favorite YouTube channels as far as entertainment goes. And they even had some videos where they pick like animes for people to watch because I know they used to get spammed all the time or what go with anime should I watch what anime should I watch mm-hmm. so for the people listening to this because they did it by categories like fighting story and mainstream but I just for now for the viewers out there you know squares out there what's an anime that is mainstream that you think people should watch and then one that isn't mainstream that people should watch and why one that is mainstream that people should watch. I'll say My Hero Academia. Why? It's a good and simple story. You have this kid that wants to be a superhero. He's magically giving a gift by the alleged OP superhero. Mm-hmm. Which yields like a good consequence as well as a bad consequence. And over time, you get to watch his character develop. And I think that's one thing that a lot of viewers will enjoy is the character development. You have this dude that's 
could basically kill himself with his new power. Mm-hmm. Now he's fighting people that were supposedly stronger than him. Mm. All with this power. And it's over time you're he's making it to where it's like this, this is my own. Like even though this was lended to me, I hold this power as it's my own. As if I was given this power at birth. And I think that is one good thing about uh, My Hero Academia as a mainstream anime. Somewhat of a underground anime that I would say people should watch. Um, something like I wouldn't. I, would you say Fire Force is a it's an underground anime? I think it's like teetering that line. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say between like Fire Force. Blue Exorcist, because I don't really see Blue Exorcist get talked about a lot. Um, He's getting a spider for the people listening. Yeah, I don't fuck with spiders. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like Blue Exorcist, Fire Force. um, There's one on Hulu called Gangsta. That one is a good one. Okay. Because to me, it's like, it's kind of on that Jujutsu Kaisen type level. Like, you have this character. I think he's either blind or deaf, but he is OP as fuck. Um, I can't really tell you the whole story behind it. You just have to go watch it. It's on Hulu. Um, But yeah, I'll say those will be my underground animes. Also, the new Inuyasha show. Which okay. talks about their children. <laughs> okay. Um, mainstream. I personally think this is a little mainstream. Um, even RDC talked about it. And it's a comedy got killed. Because the, the violence in that one is crazy. And very intense. Um, like plot wise. Like it really gets you invested in the story. And I ain't gonna say too much, but just you know, don't get um attached to any characters. That's all I'll say. And as far as underground, uh, this one's pretty short. It's only twelve episodes. It's a death parade. Um, I'm still watching that one actually. That one is um more plot driven. Without giving the story away too much, it's basically these people going to this bar with um no memory of how they got there and the bartenders make them participate in games that uh threaten their life to better understand humanity mm. so that one's very deep and thought-provoking if you like deep stuff that makes you think so i actually might watch that myself that's it's on hulu actually oh i will watch that myself it's, it's good as fuck Matter of fact, since we're talking about short animes, would you consider High School of the Dead underground or mainstream? Or like purgatory? Purgatory. Okay. For sure purgatory. But uh, honestly, we can go on for hours and hours on this, but I think this is a pretty good stopping point. So uh, make sure you squares out there. uh, Check out those animes. Check out Crunchyroll, Funimation. Uh, You know, of course, Hulu. Don't. Check out Netflix. Fuck that. Don't do that. Please do not do Netflix. They fuck up every anime. Literally. But uh, again, shout out to Jay for, you know, being on the after hours, man. 
Appreciate you. Hey, thank y'all for having me. And I look forward to being on more podcasts and making more clothes for y'all. Oh, yeah. If you didn't know, he made our logos and these shirts for my photo shoot. So, uh, once again, appreciate you, Jay. It's your boy, Jeff, man. Stay tuned for more content. Peace.